Welcome to In the Weeds, a Mindscape podcast. Hey there, welcome to episode number nine of season two of the In the Weeds podcast. I'm Pete Brand, Mindscape CEO and co-founder, and I'm joined by Jeff Bell, Mindscape's COO. Hi, everyone. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing very well today. I'm actually impressed that we're on episode nine of season two. I know. Seems crazy. Only one more to go and we're done with our second season. Boom. Maybe we can take a break for a minute. Yeah, maybe. So today we're going to be talking about transactional marketing versus relational marketing. Uh, and uh, I think in the very beginning here, what I want to do is break down uh, what I'm talking about a little bit. And I think I want to use examples that all of us will know extremely well. So if, if you think about networking, for instance, uh, I'm sure if you're listening to this and you it, it have participated in the business world at all, you've probably attended you know a chamber networking event or BNI or, or just some type of event where you're in with a whole bunch of other people and you're trying to figure out a way to get a lead or or, or meet people to be able to potentially accost or assault in your sales process. And, and you, you have a couple different types of experiences that you'll have there. Um, I don't know, you ever been at one of those events where you got a person that comes up to you, some guy, and he's got a gold chain with his shirt open <laughs> and Mr. Cheeseball, maybe he's got some sunglasses on inside because he's so cool and his future so bright. And he's kind of going on and telling you about what he does for a living and he's shaking your hand. And the minute that it's, you know, he's done talking and it's your turn and you start to speak, you can see him looking over your shoulder for the next victim that he's going to accost. Well, in my opinion, that's transactional marketing. Uh, And that translates also into online, right? We had a, 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 a customer that we were helping and when they first came to us, it was a a college down in the Chicago area. And as soon as you went on their website, uh, there was a big hero image and right in the middle of it was a a call to action that said, apply now. And and if you think about that from uh, just from an experience standpoint, it's, it's very similar to like when you walk in the door at Art Van Furniture. And uh, I think the experience you're going to have at an Art Van Furniture and the experience that you're going to want to have as you're um, going to evaluate whether you want to attend to a college is completely different. You know, I've when I've walked into Art Van Furniture before, I felt like I've had to, you know, dive and duck and roll <laughs> and try to stay away from a salesperson or two that are trying to triangulate me and figure out what it is I'm looking for for their deal of the century or deal of the day or whatever you want to call it. And, and frankly, in a situation like that, I don't want to be treated like that. I'm just a number. And that's when sales is truly looking at the numbers game of sales. And it's like, if we talk to enough people, we're going to find one or two that's going to buy. And it just doesn't feel good. You can tell they're only out there to just get inside your wallet. So that's transactional marketing from my perspective. But then when you look at relational marketing, relational marketing is all about looking at providing value within the relationship and showing appreciation for the attention that you've earned and trying to provide tools and information and tips and tricks that help that person that you're trying to reach with their life and not necessarily like for with the expectation of anything in return. And and that's the challenge, right? Like lots of people will say, 
I'm going to provide all of this content and all of this value to the end user without the expectation of anything in return. And But yet when they're delivering that content, if they really have a deep tra uh, transactional philosophy, they may be saying it, but their actions are completely the opposite. You can really get, a, get an understanding of whether it's truly transactional or if you're truly investing in a relationship to try to make their life better and uh, alleviate some of the pain that they're experiencing within their lives. So, so anyway, that's how I view the difference between transactional and relational marketing. So it kind of goes to uh, from always be closing to always be helping. Absolutely. Right. So uh, so ABC to ABH. But um, so that's kind of the, the first point is, is just uh, kind of the difference between uh, transactional and relational uh, marketing. But now I, I kind of want to talk about there's some downsides to both, uh, not to be a negative Nancy, but there are some downsides to both. The biggest downside really to relational marketing is that it is a heavier lift. It, there's more investment there. Um, it can take longer to get to the close because you you are helping. Um, and so transactional though, uh, a lot of marketers now are thinking that uh, this is kind of an, an antiquated um, model. It really focuses on what everyone learns in, in college, in marketing, the four Ps, uh, product, uh, price, placement, and promotion. So, you know, you, you create a, a product uh, that's decent enough to, um, to put a price on and uh, you, you price it fairly, you place it strategically, you promote it, and uh, the theory is it starts flying off the shelf. And a good example of that really is, is chewing gum, right? Because it is, it's a commodity product for the most part. I don't have any brand affinity to you know, Wrigley's or any, I couldn't even tell you mo most of the chewing gum manufacturers out there. And uh, it's, it's, uh, they're all priced about the same. They're placed right in the, in the line of sight in the checkout lane. Um, and uh, they're promoted on television and, and all of that. So, and it's very transactional, right? I, I don't have to really consider it. It's like, oh yeah, I need some gum or uh, whatever. But there's no relationship with me after that purchase. They, they're not providing me anything beyond that initial uh, sale. It, it might enhance the relationship with your friends because you might have better breath. True. That <laughs> is true. And, and maybe even in this podcast, we, we, we might have to do another one now if I, uh, if I uh, had some chewing gum, but uh, we're going to have to call it quits after this. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's more of like the churn and burn uh, methodology, right? It's just get them in the door, uh, put the numbers in just like uh, you were talking about Pete with, you know, the furniture, uh, manufacturers or distributors, you know, are the art vans and the, you know, used to be the best buys. A lot of people were commission based. Um, and that is like the opposite of building a relationship. It's a, you, that's the last thing you want generally is a relationship with, with, a, a commission based salesperson. But, um, but that really is kind of the, the biggest downside uh, to transactional marketing is just it's very focused on the short term. Um, and uh, a lot of studies have shown that uh, the relational marketing is actually has a longer ROI in the long run um, because you can get those residual those residual sales, those repeat sales because you have built that relationship. But it does take a longer time. Uh, to get to the to get to that spot. 
uh, Mindscape has several relational uh, marketing tactics that, that we deploy. So uh, Pete, I'm going to turn it over to you. And uh, a lot of these are your brainchild. So I'll let you uh, talk about those. All right. Yeah. So um, I, I think there's there's different types of um, of tactics that you can that you can deploy to be able to connect with people. But if you think about it, just from the the pure basic digital marketing or website perspective, like we have a blog that we create content in fairly frequently, and that content we're creating is is speaking to you know maybe a small business owner. It could be speaking to. A, a marketing director within an organization or a chief marketing officer or even a CEO. But, you know, that content that we create is hopefully educating them on some topics that they may not be fully aware of, or it might be teaching them some tips or tricks or, or even just giving them uh, our perspective on the way that we look at things that if they apply to their business, they could potentially see a lift in, in the uh, numbers that they're getting. This podcast, for instance, I mean, we don't charge for this. Uh, we put a lot of work into figuring out what it is we're going to talk about. We put money, we invest money into the equipment that we use and we take our time to, to create this content to hopefully provide value and just give you a little bit of a different insight into stuff. Um, webinars are another thing that we'll do. Webinars, again, they're free, but it, it provides the ability to be able to educate and, and help teach some things. Um, so so those are some of the, the things that we do from a digital marketing perspective and some of the types of content that we create. But, you know, being a digital marketing agency, we don't want to out digital market or, or out digital market all the other marketing agencies out there. So one of the areas that we focus on are we do a lot of live events. We do lunch and learns where We'll, we bring people in and, uh, and, you know, we'll fill up our conference room full of, you know, 12, 15 people. We'll feed them lunch, cover an hour's worth of content, take questions and answers, and just provide that. There's no, no expectation. We don't charge them. We just deliver, and hopefully they take it back and implement it in their, in their uh, office. We also do boot camps. We create educational videos. Uh, we, so, so those are some of the things we do from an education perspective, but we also spend a lot of time being involved in the community. I'm on several different boards. We have, I mean, Jeff is on the, he's the president of a school board. Stefan's the president of the PTA board. Yeah. Grace is on a school board. Mm -hmm. Like we have a lot of people within our organization who understand that relationships are important. And one of the most important relationships we have are with the communities in which we operate, engage, and live within. So we want to be able to add that value. Now, we don't do that stuff hoping that it's going to improve the bottom line of Mindscape. We do it because we want to be a good citizen within those communities, and we want to make sure that we're able to give back because we are taking money out of this community, and therefore we believe as an organization that we have a responsibility to give back and do the things that we can. But it's a lot of fun and it keeps you top of mind and you get to meet lots of people. And it just, it really makes your organization, in my opinion, a lot more full and a lot more connected. And it delivers a lot more value, not just based on the revenue that we create and the, the work that we do. Right, yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that kind of wraps up this episode. We were talking about transactional versus relational marketing. Um, we talked a, a bit, we kind of went in the weeds on, on the difference between transactional and relational marketing. Uh, we talked about, um, 
you know, some, some downsides of each where relational kind of can take longer to get that ROI, but in the long run, it, it uh, can produce better results. And, uh, and it's kind of the difference between always be closing uh, versus always be helping. And then uh, we covered some uh, different tactics, at least that we use here at Mindscape, but you're certainly welcome to try them yourself. So uh, with that, Pete, why don't you take us out? All right. Yeah, make sure to uh, head on over and check out our website at wearemindscape.com forward slash in the weeds. Also, visit us on our social channels at wearemindscape using the hashtag in the weeds podcast if you're going to ask any questions or give us any ideas of content that you may want us to talk about in the future. Uh, or you can just go ahead and send us an email at in the weeds at wearemindscape.com and let us know. And who knows? Maybe your question or maybe your topic will be covered in one of our future episodes. But and then we'll give you a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. And you can actually add value to our relationship by not making us brainstorm on what it is we're <laughs> going to share with you next. So anyway, thanks a lot for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you next time.